You're listening to Civic Conversations, a podcast collaboration between the League of Women Voters, Bloomington, Monroe County, and this station, WFHB. I'm Jim Allison, your host, and Becky Hill is our producer. And we're pleased to say you can find Civic Conversations every month on this station, WFHB, at 93.1 and 98.1 FM. And you can also find all of our previous podcasts at the League website, whose address is www dot lwv-bmc.org. Once again, that's lwv-bmc.org. Now, on occasion, we like to feature organizations that are working hard for Bloomington's community. And today, we have two guests who represent one such organization, and that organization is the Bloomington Health Foundation. Uh, they are, our guests, that is, are Michelle Gilcrest, who is the foundation president and CEO, and Heather Robinson, who is the Foundation's Chief Operating Officer. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. I wonder if, I, okay, I wonder if you could start by telling us something about yourselves. Uh, for example, how long you've, you've lived in Bloomington and something about your professional backgrounds and you, your work at the Bloomington Health Foundation, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'll go first. And Heather, if you want, you can um, follow after, but uh, I'm actually a Bloomington transplant, and I came by way of Tennessee, uh, but grew up in, of course, the heartbeat of America, which is none other than Kansas City, Missouri, <laughs> so I'm very proud of that. Uh, currently, as you have mentioned, I'm the president and CEO of Bloomington Health Foundation, but my nonprofit career uh, began in Tennessee in the early 90s, where I where I worked with United Way and uh, work in you know, various capacities within the organization before moving into academia, where I worked at the University of Texas and the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. And it's there where I kind of found my passion for healthcare advocacy, but it was really through life experience, you know, the death of a niece, the death of a sister, where I realized that there is so much that each of us I need to be aware of as we make healthcare choices and healthcare decisions. And so that led me to, um, you know, after receiving my master's from the University of Memphis, just pursuing my doctorate in healthcare leadership, and hopefully will successfully defend my dissertation in spring 2024 on the impact of social determinants on healthcare uh, decision making. Okay, next. Uh, hi, I'll just introduce myself again. Uh, Heather Robinson and I am currently serving as the Chief Operating Officer for the Bloomington Health Foundation. I am a true Bloomingtonian. I've lived in Bloomington for the past 25 consecutive years. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a student uh, and graduated from IU Bloomington in the early 90s. I left for a period, but like many, I had the bloomerang effect where I was pulled back to this community um, because it, it is so wonderful and I loved my time here as a student. And so I now have, have made my home here for over 25 years. I met and married uh, my husband and I've been happily married for almost 20 years. And I've had the pleasure of spending my uh, nearly all of my career working for nonprofit organizations. It's truly a passion of mine. And when I was approached about uh, joining the Bloomington Health Foundation uh, six and a half years ago, it was just an absolute uh, yes. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is work that is meaningful. I absolutely 
want to be a part of a part of it. And so um, currently in, in my role as COO, I ensure that the day-to-day operations are running smoothly, that our financial management investment practices are supporting organizational growth and financial stability, while of course meeting the mission of our organization. Okay, well, thank you for that background. Now, I understand that the Bloomington Health Foundation started back in the 1960s under the auspices of our local council of women, which then owned the Bloomington Hospital. I wonder if you could tell us what the foundation's role was back then and how it may have changed after the Bloomington Hospital became IU Health. Absolutely. I'll take the first part of that question, the history. I've been around a little longer, so I'll, I'll <laughs> on that one. Um, so as you mentioned, yes, the, the Bloomington Hospital Foundation, as our name was in the 60s, we are now Bloomington Health Foundation, but when we were uh, incorporated in 1967 under the leadership of the local council of women, it, we were Bloomington Hospital Foundation. And the intention was to centralize fundraising for the Bloomington Hospital that had previously been undertaken by the LCW committees. So looking at the first 50 years of the foundation, the primary role of the organization was to focus on local fundraising for the needs of the Bloomington Hospital. Uh, the foundation was uh, extremely successful and, and some of the accomplishments um, include bringing cutting edge technology to the hospital, construction of the helipad, critical upgrades to the NICU and the trauma department. And I think one of the greatest accomplishments was the uh, campaign to raise $3 million that allowed for the 12 inpatient uh, hospice house uh, to be built here in our community. And these are just a few of the many contributions the foundation is made to improve health outcomes in our community. Um, and, I, and I would be remiss if I didn't thoughtfully acknowledge the local council of women, just as a group of women working together in the early years of LCW were the catalyst for the construction of the very first uh, hospital in, in the city. So were they the driving force behind launching Bloomington Hospital Foundation. And I think it's worth noting how much women have contributed to the health needs of our community. Absolutely. I agree. That was an Absolutely. extraordinary initiative, an extraordinary <laughs> initiative, truly. Mm -hmm. uh, you've already touched a little bit about funding, but can you tell us a little bit more about how the Bloomington Health Foundation is funded and also how is it governed exactly? And what about the role of volunteers in the organization? Can you tell us something about those those things? Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Heather. Sorry. No, I was just saying, take that. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. Jumping in. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, for sure. I well, actually, I think I think we missed an important part of that question, Jim. If you would allow us to just go back. I talked about the history of, of the Bloomington Health Foundation, but we have done some amazing, exciting things, uh, you know, in these, the you know, since our 50th anniversary in 2017. So I would love for Michelle to pick up with 2018 and talk about what we've been doing for the last, uh, you know, seven years. Yeah, That's absolutely. Cue, Michelle. 
Yeah, and then I'll pass it on to Heather. She can answer your question on the uh, what are we doing in fundraising and all that. But I, I was okay. what I was going to say was you asked about you know the LCW and what our contribution was in the '60s. But since you know 2018, it isn't that we really changed as an organization. We just became committed to our initial. Uh, priorities and the and the reason to which we were founded. So when the local council of women founded Bloomington Hospital Foundation, there really re- there really wasn't a strong health system that was addressing the needs of the individuals that lived in our community. So when we separated in 2018, we remained true to that. Uh, we wanted to be intentional about continuing to address uh, those needs that are affecting. Uh, those that live and reside and work in the South Central region. And ways that we've done that uh, since 2018 would be like cancer support community, bringing that resource here to the Bloomington area to ensure that cancer patients that are given a diagnosis can also have those that are experienced in the field of oncology walk alongside them in collaboration with the hospital. Uh, we've also worked in support in mental health, as you know, in our area, there's an overwhelming number of uh, people affected by homelessness, poverty, mental health, and addiction recovery. Uh, those are just a few ways that we have uh, been supported by bringing and supporting the Stride Center and developing that in partnership with others. But then uh, where we're going moving forward is really focusing heavily on uh, mental health and food security. So I just wanted to make sure that we acknowledge what we're doing now related to what our issues are today versus what they were back in the 60s. So Heather, you can answer the question related to uh, how we're funded. Uh, yes, absolutely. So Bloomington Health Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit. We are a public charitable organization. Therefore, we are funded by um, generous donations uh, from individuals, businesses, and corporations, along with grants and income from our investments. Okay, it seems to me that uh, part of your daily life must be decision-making. You have, must have to be a lot of decisions, important decisions all the time. Uh, could you tell us about uh, how that takes place? How 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 does your governance go exactly? when it comes time for you to make some big decision about something. Yeah. So for us, we are governed by an all-volunteer board. Uh, our board is comprised of 14 volunteers in the community that represent um, uh, Indiana University, for example, um, other corporations in the area, um, the clinical side of healthcare system, uh, just to ensure, and also the legal uh, side as well, just to ensure we as an organization make informed decisions about what's happening in our community and what uh, is happening, you know, globally as well. Um, in terms of what we fund, um, we um, have a funding period, typically once a year. Last year, we had uh, a downturn in the economy. Obviously, everyone was impacted by that. So we're still having some discussion on what that looks like for 2023. But generally, we will distribute at least $50,000 to those that submit proposals to our organization that are doing work around mental health, uh, social determinants of health, uh, looking at food insecurity, non-emergency medical transportation. Those are the key issues that are challenging our community today. And so we're interested 
and those organizations that are doing, you know, one-on-one work with those in our community. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't say that this is, um, that our organization is led by Debbie Lemon. She's the chair of our uh, current board, and she has, uh, uh, she's a, a Bloomington native and have have a long history within the Bloomington community and have been actively engaged in a part of Bloomington Hospital Foundation as well as Bloomington House Foundation. So what we do and how we do it is governed by those who step up to the plate and who serve in a role on our board of directors after we've reviewed uh, proposals that are submitted uh, based on what that need, what the community needs are. I see. Are there is there any role for volunteers in your organization? Absolutely. 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 Um, The way people can uh, volunteer with our organization, if they want to volunteer in a board capacity, they would notify uh, myself and I can definitely leave my uh, email address, but they can notify myself. But in addition to that, we like to help our partners that we do support if there's a missing need within their organization, such as expertise they might have, uh, if they want to volunteer in an advisory camp advisory capacity, they can do that as well. Okay. Let's focus uh, a bit on Bloomington. What do you think are Bloomington's most challenging health issues right now? Oh, by far is mental health, mental health and substance abuse. I think it plays, yeah, mental health and substance abuse. Uh, When you think about our community, um, you think about chronic conditions, chronic illnesses, and sometimes those chronic conditions are related to underlying um, other health issues. And so when you are self-medicating, if that is the direction that you take to treat uh, undiagnosed mental health conditions, then, you know, what we see is an influx of individuals that uh, aren't necessarily going to work, aren't seeking, aren't having the treatment that they need. They're being incarcerated versus being treated. And so we want to be a community where we say that we want to help those that you know may not know that there is a condition to access those with the expertise to diagnose the condition so they can seek the treatment that they need so they can become better they can be they can be independent homeowners if that's their desire or housed if that's their desire but definitely to help them navigate uh, back into the workforce and to be more sustainable as individuals and contributors to society. Uh, but by far, I believe it's definitely mental health and addiction recovery. Okay. Uh, now, this for either one of you, uh, can you tell us about the um, cancer support community and your foundation's work with that particular community? Um, absolutely. I'll, t- I'll take that question. I was directly involved with uh, this project. And in fact, it's probably one of the most meaningful professional projects I ever worked on. It it really is, um, you know, one of those highlights of my career. And so uh, Bloomington Health Foundation in 2018 began to recognize that um, there was a need for bringing expanded cancer services beyond the clinical care setting to our community and region. And so we began connecting with cancer support community in Indianapolis. They are a national organization, though they have independent affiliates. And through our um, interactions with them and going up to their facility and so forth, we saw the incredible work that they were doing through offering 
individual and group counseling sessions, uh, yoga, massage, Reiki, cooking classes, um, art classes, you know, for kiddos that might have a parent going through a cancer diagnosis. So doing some really meaningful work and, and helpful services. And the incredible thing about it, they were free, free services. So no matter what your socioeconomic you know, place is or was, you, you could access these free services. And so we knew, we knew we wanted to find a way to bring a satellite location to Bloomington. We felt that our community and region should have a resource like this. So through a lot of hard work and fundraising over a three and a half year period in the fall of 2021, we were able to fund the opening of the South Central Indiana facility with a five-year, one-and-a-half-million-dollar grant. And since their, do their doors opened, they have assisted hundreds of individuals facing a cancer diagnosis, family members, and cancer survivors. Cancer doesn't just end because you're... <laughs> You might be cancer free. <laughs> cancer is, you know, a tough diagnosis and it touches everyone. I think virtually all of us know someone who's um, had cancer in our lives. And so these support services can really make a difference for a challenging diagnosis. And, and I want to just say for any listeners who would like more information, they can go to the website, um, cancersupportscin.org or visit the facility located right here in Bloomington at 1719 West 3rd Street. Um, and that's at the corner of 3rd and Landmark on the west side. Okay, that, th thanks for that information. That's very valuable. Uh, finally, uh, what can you tell us about the foundation's role in the Hoosiers Outrun Cancer event? Um, well, I'm going to, I'll take that one too. And, and it really kind of uh, relates to cancer support community, South Central Indiana location, what we were just talking about. Um, this uh, Hoosiers Out on Cancer is a beloved community event in Bloomington. Um, and the Health Foundation is honored to have had, you know, the pleasure of being there for since the very first uh, Hoosiers Out on Cancer event in 2000. And we maintain ownership of the of the event, though, as part of our commitment to the long term sustainability of the uh, cancer support community, South Central Indiana region. We have turned over the event planning execution and therefore the net proceeds for the event so that, you know, there is a sustainability plan for maintaining this facility. Not only have we brought the facility to Bloomington um, and, and the Monroe County and the region, we want to ensure that there's a sustainability plan for this to be here for um, you know many years to come so that uh, people in our area can be served um, by this. So if anyone wants to participate in Hoosiers Out on Cancer, <laughs> here we go, HoosiersOutRunCancer.org please sign up a team or make a donation. Okay. Well, thanks very much to Michelle Gilchrist and Heather Robinson for being our guests today. And to our radio audience, thank you for listening to us on Civic Conversations. This is Jim Allison of the League of Women Voters, Bloomington, Monroe County. The League is a nonpartisan, grassroots, citizen-led organization that has fought since 1920 to improve our government and to engage all citizens in the decisions that impact their lives. 
Next month, we'll be talking to Greer Carson, who is executive director of the Monroe County Public Library. We'll be talking to him about the library's role as a civic institution.